Welcome to Starfleet Boy, where we have a casual and informal discussion about our beloved series, Star Trek. And we're back on another exciting episode of Starfleet Boy, where we have a casual and informal conversation about Star Trek. And just like the old days, I'm joined by Trekker Prize. Yay! Yay! Hello, Trekker Prize. Hello, and thank you very much for having me. Thank you. I'm. I. I was really excited when uh, this episode came on the list. I was like, oh crap! It's a Loxana Troy episode, Gary. <laughs> I almost, Gary is not going to be able to resist. Off, right? And I was like, oh my god, no, we have to talk about this episode. This is. I was laughing so much. I, I had so much joy watching this episode again. It, it's such a cool episode. I uh, can't wait to talk about it. Do, hey, do you want to do the summary today? Or shall, I can. Are you prepared I, to? I can. I'm, oh, I'm, not, I'm not prepared finally. I mean, I mean, thoroughly, but I watched the episode. I had loads of notes. And. Um, yeah, I can. I think I can dive into the episode. I love it. I'm glad. <laughs> as you know, as you know, we're we're nearing a we're getting close to like 150 episodes of Starfleet Boy, and so not to not to mention a lot of close 200, 200 subscribers as well in YouTube. So oh, I know. I'm excited about the 200 subscribers really, really too. Cool. Thank you. So- <laughs> it's a huge milestone considering uh, the format of the show. Everyone everyone's always baffled that I have. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a long-form discussion uh, going on, but it's it's my favorite way to talk you, about you've Star Trek. You've grown a lot because when I joined um, Starfleet Boy as a, <laughs> a third party or something, I, I remember. To <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember you had like between thirty and sixty followers on YouTube. Yeah, I think the, I, I think, think the initial, the initial my, initial my initial subscribers were my family and friends who I had to. I forced to <laughs> to join the channel. <laughs> well, no, it's, it's 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 a really it's a really big step. That I'm was really cool, I'm yeah. really happy for Starfleet Boy. <laughs> I just uh, I I think uh, I know this this is the kind of stuff that uh, some some folks are like just get on with the discussion. But I just want to take a probably moment. I do apologize for everyone. I love those comments because I know how they feel. I'm like, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> but if you watch, if you listen to it on a podcast, you can hit times two, and we go really fast, and you can still understand everything we say. It's pretty. Cool. I, I did listen to a podcast today, um, just while I was doing some home stuff, and um, fifteen. It's a Star Trek podcast. I'm not going to say the podcast name because they're going to be offended, but. <laughs> It's really awesome. It's really awesome. It's a really good podcast. But the first uh, five ten minutes was just purely, um, purely them. Like every single episode, like what they do, how they do, not going into the subject itself. So ours I know. is more. I know that we do the same. Of- That's our podcast. <laughs> That's, you were listening to our podcast. That's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> that's how Starfleet Boy gets started but you know what it's alright because part of this journey is also a chronicle for me of my life and um, and it's it's a good it's a good old life aboard my imaginary uh, Starship Enterprise so <laughs> I don't mind I don't mind when I'm an old man I can listen to these uh, these tapes 
they're not really tapes, but I like to imagine. Maybe that's going to be a Pikachu about, you know, he's finding out like, oh my god, I used to be an explorer, now I'm not. Now I'm a retired old man. I am so excited. That's the only show I'm excited for in my whole life. Uh, there's, I'm not excited for Game of Thrones anymore. I'm not excited for The Expanse. Well, okay, The Expanse is pretty cool. But... <laughs> but the Captain Picard show is what I'm living for right now, and so well. In yeah, today's episode, wait. we're going to talk about Captain Picard as well. <laughs> yeah, today's a, a good episode. Because he's in but it. yeah, what I want <laughs> really quickly before you do, we go right into it. What I want to say is thank you so much to the community uh, and Gary. You're the, my first. My first uh, friend from the from the Star Trek uh, community oh that I, who I've never met to this day. So thank you so much for friending, being my friend, and and like being so nice. And uh, I want to just quickly promote at the beginning. We usually do these things at the end, but uh, creativetrekkie.com <laughs> is where everyone needs to go and pass this information along because Gary's offering his services to the world at large. Previously, now I know I have to like. You know, I'm gonna have to hustle for my images <laughs> because you're gonna get lots of uh, lots of uh, business. And so <laughs> do, do, do I have to pay for Creative. this commercial? <laughs> What's that? What's that? Do I have to pay with this commercial? <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I'm very happy with my branding. It's you've done a great job, <laughs> so, so I will endorse you forever. Um, uh, so yes, everyone go ch check out Gary. Now that I've embarrassed you thoroughly, uh, why don't you go ahead and give the summary? <laughs> so, the episode itself, uh, 20th episode of Season 5, Cost of Living, which we uh, get to see returning Laksana Troy, the fantastic Major Barrett, who is my ultimate favorite of every Star Trek character, for sure. <laughs> Can, can we just call her the mother of Star Trek? The that's mother like of Star she Trek. Is. She is no, the mother of Star called, Trek, right? She's being called the first lady of Star Trek. Or, I know, I know, because she didn't invent it, but she's mar she's married to the inventor. I, I'm, I'm thinking I'm of her as my mother, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she was basically there from the very beginning, so from the case. She was, so num think, she yeah. was number one, yeah, which is uh, exciting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So yeah, episode Number cost one. of living. Um, the episode starts out with the Enterprise um, in a really tense situation, trying to destroy an asteroid um, that's going to hit a planet, which I do forget the name now. But it doesn't really matter because it wasn't really significant. <laughs> <laughs> then, I don't remember the name either. <laughs> uh, maybe maybe Talon or Talos something. Um, doesn't oh, really if matter. It was if it was Talos. Uh, no, it wasn't Talos. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> but uh, as I mentioned, it wasn't really significant. We're going to talk about that because I had some um, remarks on, on that. Um, okay. So the asteroid got destroyed and some mysterious dust um, um, goes into the Enterprise. Um, at the beginning, unnoticed, but obviously uh, later on we find out there was some um, parasites um, in the dust that went into the ship and started to eat the nit nitrogen nitronium. Ni nitrium, yeah, you're right. Nitrium, it was like nit yes. <laughs> <laughs> and the, and I wanted, since we since since we interrupted your summary, I want to say that the the sparkly liquidy and like uh, parasite was a cool effect. I like that. That's <laughs> it's like almost very good. Just in a good cake. job, 1990s. <laughs> good job, <laughs> 1990s <laughs> special effects remastered. <laughs> 
so that's um, that's basically um, how it starts and how this uh, plot um, goes into the episode and because um, this episode is very interesting they have two plots um, they have the space dust parasites they threaten the ship and they actually um, almost end up uh, destroying the ship but obviously um, Captain Picard and Data saves the day as always um, they get rid of the parasites uh, by the end of the episode and uh, plot B, uh, which is um, the most endearing part um, of this episode, as um, we start out with um, Worf and Alexander in uh, Deanna Troy's um, counseling office, uh, and they have some problems. Now uh, Deanna Troy um, encourages Alexander and, and Worf to be uh, reasonable with each other and uh, respect each other, and tells Alexander to actually um, look up to her father because we look up to his father because he's just one to him good and maybe you don't understand now but you will get it and then Diana gets a message gets a message that um her mom is coming on board <laughs> with a fantastic news right. that she's going to get married um to a person who she never met just online <laughs> um, it's basically online you're right it's just, it's exactly AOL and <laughs> <laughs> So the, uh, we end up watching a uh, sort of struggle between uh, Worf and Alexander and also a very uh, funny and um, almost really sad um, uh, phase of uh, Laxana Troy as well, going through her situation and going through her um, life, how she, what she's dealing with um, at that point of, um, of her life, marrying to this person who she never met in person. And obviously, when the person, and this uh, minister Campio, comes to come, comes on board to actually have their marriage um, sealed in the Enterprise by Captain Picard for special request, um, Laksana does not um, feel herself really comfortable um, after meeting the person, um, after Minister Campio, um, in a very um, personal level. So um, she decides to marry him in a very Betazoid uh, traditional way shows she ends up <laughs> in the mess hall um, in the time forward bare naked <laughs> as a Betazoid should do and um, obviously this is the part, part in the show uh, Gary where we have to take our clothes off to, oh wait uh, hang on no, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> no, I don't think that would be appropriate for YouTube. <laughs> YouTube's not ready for that. No, not no, me neither. I'm not. Not, I'm not, not to mention our audience. We've totally lost our all Look, of our this, audience. For this is awesome. Look, I'm wearing my I'm wearing my uniform. <laughs> you're not. You're, I'm not. But I have my background. So. <laughs> just kidding. Teasing. Go go go. <laughs> We're almost home. So um, so basically that's um. That's um, um, the Alexana's um, journey um, ends um, up breaking up with this guy um, who disappears when she's from the Enterprise, and um, they all having a mud mud bath at the very end of the episode where they basically conclude um, that you know you're a grown up, you should follow your rules, but not every often, but not all the time because every now and then you should break your rules and and live and enjoy life how it is. So the episode itself, basically with the two plots. I think you, you nailed you it. Like my summary? That's it. But I, the only, I only disagreed with one part of your summary. Oh my god. I think that the Loxana Troy 
uh, story is plot A, and that the uh, parasite is actually plot B. That's the only thing oh, I would change. Oh, oh, I mean, but, yeah. I mean, but there's no, priorities, I, obviously, but you have a, pl- have a plot A and a plot B. That doesn't necessarily yeah. plot A over Archie's plot B. But what B. I think is... I think that's wonderful about this episode is because I do remember when I was like, uh, you know, a 15 year old watching this episode, the science stuff was like really cool and I wasn't interested at all in, in the, in the relationship between Alexander and Loxana and Worf. I was just like, oh, this is like, you know, I like, I loved this episode cause I loved Majel Barrett and watching her perform. But at the same time, when I, I remember as a 15-year-old, I was probably very annoyed by all the family stuff. And I think, I think uh, the doctor even more than <laughs> If I was annoyed, he was like, ah, I hate this, I hate this episode. But, <laughs> but um, now watching it as, as an adult, I was really super drawn into the family drama. It was like everything... <laughs> <laughs> that, was like, that was like everything for me, and so I was like, it's a totally weird thing to to shift your perspective like that, and and it's part of this episode. As you get older, <laughs> yeah, you, you cannot you lose to, your start joy. To see things differently a bit. Yeah. No, it's an absolutely fantastic episode, and and I I couldn't help myself. Like every time a major was on screen, I was like, oh my god, I just. I'm just feeling so sad that I, I not, I did not have to, didn't have the chance to actually meet her because I'm pretty sure she's, she's, she was an amazing, she was an amazing woman, yeah. not just. I think that, and I, and, and I think I appreciate the, the young boy. I think Brian Bonsall is his name, who plays Alexander. Actually, for such a young actor, he's doing a really great job, and you see him kind of flex his performance muscles in this episode more because he really showed a lot of depth, I think, and like seemed like he was really involved with... Um, I bet you, like, I would love to hear stories uh, from this filming because I bet you, like, uh, there were some really nice moments of teaching for this kid from, like, all the actors, but Majel Barrett... Uh, specifically, I think she's a very accomplished uh, performer, and so I, I can only imagine how nice that was for him as a, as a performer, Especially too. because I'm not sure how Rod Roddenberry was, um, how young he was back then when Next Generation was in season five, but even for um, Majel, I'm pretty sure there was an even more um, special connection with Alexander and with the Alexander and Laksana, um bonding in this episode well, one imagines but uh i i have no researchers available to me so except actually i do get a lot of post episode research from uh both uh william peck who has a like either a vast brain of knowledge of star trek or he's really good at googling and also uh christopher collins who uh i have to say thank you really quickly because he posted a video where william shatner is is basically being um uh like instructed by a director how to how to how to do the the audio for a commercial and it's terrible <laughs> oh, so, I remember that. Have That's you heard cool. this? It's yeah. so good. He's like, I'm going to do it the way you want me to do it. <laughs> it's really, really funny. Um, but yeah, that was that was, uh, that was was something. <laughs> so thank you to those two, because they are post-episode uh, post researchers, and they do an amazing, amazing job. But uh, And Database 1... <laughs> 
who is with me right now. <laughs> yeah, who, who still has to, you know, buffer. I mean, I'm still buffering, so. Even if you don't do any work, uh, you still have the title because you're my friend, and whoever actually does the work will be database too. So don't worry; it's oh, not a pressure. It's not like a pressure <laughs> kind of job. <laughs> no, I, 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 do, I do I do have a concept uh, for database one, but we'll talk about that later. Now I should right, think cool. you should go back to the episode. <laughs> yes, How fine. About Thank you for keeping me on track. But uh, <laughs> what well, we were talking about the episode, and it led us to talk about the wonderful Mitchell <laughs> But yeah, I was yeah, focused I was... 100% on that story. I thought that now as an adult also, uh, that the reason I, I you know, argue that uh, the other plot becomes the B plot is that it just seemed like a simple Star Trek story. <laughs> Like this time around like it's always the same thing where like something is crippling the ship the ship's about to explode and the crew have to save it and they always do in in 45 minutes they're all it's, it's like you know and then not only that what the the thing that seemed weird the only critique i have about this episode is that like i don't remember the minister or loxana reacting to the ship like having all these problems like especially especially like when the life support goes out like it seems like there's they're not affected <laughs> like whatever whatever decks they're on picard's like just make sure loxana doesn't notice <laughs> that anything's happening i don't want her coming up to the bridge like divert all life support to loxana wherever she is make sure the stabilizers are working overtime <laughs> Wow, <laughs> it just didn't seem like they were in the same ship, you know. If if you get my meaning, there were there were no, no, no. I, I totally like get that. it, but I, I think even though you know you said that um like plot B, plot A, and then plot B, the Lexana story is more overarching the the actual science stuff. Now I think about it, I don't really see the point of um having the science stuff in because if they if they were doing an episode just on the science stuff, they could have gone into more deeply in the subject, and obviously they could have done a single episode on Laksana Troy plus some other um, bits and pieces here. Like, um, I would have been interested to see more on on um, more on on <laughs> um, Borf and Alexander's. Um, Situation, like more into their life, or um, even yeah. some more conversation with um, with Laksana and Diana. So it would have been nice to see some more uh, interesting insights for their lives. So they could have done this episode in two episodes if they really wanted to. Yeah, and I thought it was really powerful to see the relationship between Worf, Alexander, and Counselor Troy at this point in the series because it changes later on, as we know. But, like, um, there's a lot of frustration that Worf is uh, is feeling towards Alexander. And I think it's, it's interesting because um, here comes Loxana, and she just kind of, like, heals this family. And I thought that might have been a great story, just if they went deeper but as we've talked about a lot on the show like you you got to judge uh tng uh in its time a little bit because it's surprising but in 30 years a lot has changed in terms of how humans just view (laughs) these things in general you know so i don't know like uh my my childhood was very uh wild and free compared to <laughs> some of the childhoods that I see today and and um and I think that's what like kind of 
you see represented here. Uh, some of the things that I took note of, and I was curious if you noticed this too, is like uh, from a world building perspective, uh, it seems like there's a whole planet of just, there's a lot of these whole planets that are just devoted to relaxation or pleasure or whatever. So it's like, yeah. you can imagine that in in the 24th century, Disney World has a whole planet, you know, like that, something like this. <laughs> so it's like, Planet Disney, you know, and, and that's what it felt like the hologram program, I think, Loxana Mm-hmm. called up it was it was some colony on a planet of free thinkers that's what she was saying yeah and so it was cool to see that we kind of traveled to this colony in a way and we don't really see this often on tng but it was a really weird place it's like there wasn't a war going on there there's not like a political problem or anything like that and people just kind of it seems like a circus planet you know like but i don't know what did you think of the 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 holodeck stuff, like all those scenes. The idea itself is brilliant, I think. Uh, just as, as you mentioned, you have um, resort planets, like you had the uh, shore leaf planet in TOS, and you have the um, Risa in DS9, or even in TNG at some point. I think, in the, yeah, TNG, of course, um, Risa. So um, having this planet that you can just go and just talk, philosoph- do philosophy or paint or whatever you want to do, just whatever you want to do really it's it's an it's a brilliant thing and, and having a little um little insight um of this little place that we got to see um in the holodeck i wish we seen more more often <laughs> yeah I, w- I would say so too like yeah, yeah. um that's I awesome wish that and the... not, and not, oh sorry not and not just that the um the creatures as well Loads of the creatures look like they are from different planets, or maybe from the from same yeah. planet, but um, maybe the different races. Um, they got. Def- I think that's definitely true because. I think that's definitely true because it's. A, she said it's a colony of free thinkers, so like it me- makes sense that it could be like all kinds of different uh, species. But we have no idea what they are. There's the one, the juggler guy who's like got a cool, he looks like he's from the, like, um, uh, what is it? The gamma quadrant maybe or something like that, but he could be from from anywhere. Uh, then you have the kind of like the arguing, the arguing, uh, brother, sister with the crazy hair. And then you have the guy who's, the fire sculptor. What's that? We there, there's a girl, uh, fire, fire sculptor. Oh yeah, there's oh, yeah. a fire sculptor. She there looks like very... she came from Babylon Five. <laughs> it's true. There's the very interesting dancer who we get a, a butt shot of. Oh yeah, yeah, that's. <laughs> Which I. <laughs> that's a very good makeup there, though. <laughs> oh, Star Trek. I mean, that was an interesting outfit, also because like there's really not much left to the imagination. <laughs> so I was very impressed that they got things like that uh, past the censors. Uh, <laughs> But I did and also like that uh, how how TNG just handles um, uh, nudity in a casual kind of way in this episode because here in America we're very uh, we're very much like the uh, minister that came to uh, came to the sh- ship <laughs> when it comes to sexuality and and sensuality and nudity and things like that where where uh, we come from the Puritans who are very like you know uh, rigid about their 
their beliefs. Yeah, like, so oh my I... god, you're showing too much cleavage there. Like, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> but what? But you grew up European, and we always have this idea that Europeans are not as conservative. Do you think that's true, or do you? Are you more like a Beta Z in your, in your, uh, <laughs> in your, uh, in your Europe? Uh, well, um, relationship with nudity. <laughs> That's very personal. <laughs> no, oh, <sorry. laughs> no, it, it, that's it's another, not. I think that's if, another if problem in America. Be... We ask very. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> We're very personal in America in other ways. I see. <laughs> sorry. No, if you, but I'm. I think it's, it's. I mean, talking about nudity, or are we talking about showing too much? Well, just like nudity in general, I thought like Alexander has no issues with it. But if I were a kid of, an, you know, when I was a kid growing up here, I would have been like really embarrassed. And I thought that was cool. Like, I think that shows a future where like humans have kind of evolved past this, like uh, the, these like kind of associations with nudity and sexuality. You know, like we have, you know, unfortunately, like a lot of my conditioning growing up was that like nudity equals sexuality. And that doesn't, those two things are not, we know as we grow older and get more comfortable that these two things are, are not relevant, you know? And so it's like interesting that like Alexander as a child is totally unaffected by nudity. In fact, when, when uh, she walks in at the, the wedding, he's just like, hey, awesome. Like, you're like, <laughs> perhaps I grew up in a much, in a much more conservative environment than than you did <laughs> no i i don't know i think i grew up in a conserv more conservative um, oh, gotcha. environment as well so i don't i think nudity itself is it's is in the same level in in europe than in the u.s um, oh, okay we're told yeah, we're told uh growing up we're told all these stereotypes you know and like kind of like ideas about europe being so advanced so <laughs> no. i mean there's a few things but no 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 don't go that way we just said brexit come on that's a very unorthodox <laughs> yeah it's, um, no the there's a, but there's crazy things going on all over the world and, and oh yeah we have to we have to just keep, keep fighting the good fight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, it's 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 um, even even that um, when Laksana shows up in um, in Time Forward, total naked. I mean, obviously she wasn't naked because if you've seen the video, actually, she was wearing something. Obviously. Oh, of course. No, of course, yes. Yeah, it's like, but like, the idea she the wouldn't show her self off. Obviously, the character itself was. Um, <laughs> Was naked, yeah, but Majel, Majel was not naked, but Loxana is fully nude when she walks into <laughs> Ten Forward in this episode. She but gives, she gives remember, zero uh, zero if you Fs. remember the scene, um, obviously we got a really interesting look from Mr. Hom, um, who was like, yeah, he you was so wrong, happy. baby, you know? I, what I liked about that scene is that um, they took time to like get everyone's reaction, and you could tell Mr. Hom was like super happy for her. He yeah. was, like, he's her since he's her valet. Like I get the impression that like he must see her, you know, go through yeah. her her worst <laughs> times, and so to see her happy uh, made him happy. I loved uh, Counselor Troy's reaction, Commander Riker's reaction. Like it's like really good. he was really like hey. <laughs> but do you, do you, and, and I'm pretty sure you remember that the first um, conversation with Laksana and and Diana when they were in the, in Laksana's uh, quarters, that um, Laksana was like, "Oh, wedding gown." It's like wedding gown. You're not gonna dress. Yeah. You're not gonna marry naked. 
<laughs> that's from Diana. And I was true. like, wow, that's that's something. I did not notice that before. Like Diana was like so patriotic about patriotic about you know being a beta said like you're not gonna be naked <laughs> <laughs> but wow. even but even uh counselor troy changes her mind she doesn't if i recall she doesn't marry commander Riker in the nude she's wearing a well a... she she did not in earth but uh, there's gonna be a beta zoid wedding or there's supposed oh, to be a beta zoid wedding that's right in beta Z. that's right i forgot and that uh, that's right that's a point of conversation in the in there sorry i forgot about that you're right <laughs> very nice yeah, yeah and so even even, even mr Worf was like like even this mr Worf, like hey you should you feel like a big giant warrior you don't have anything to afraid of <laughs> yeah it's true it's not a problem <laughs> Um, do, do you do you think that like <laughs> I think that what's sad is that up until this point Alexander seemed to be growing up very joyless like Worf just was not very is not a very fun dad like he's very serious right so so poor Alexander he, he's not having the the most fun point time you know time at this point <laughs> I think there was a very important um, part and sort of message as well in this episode that um, came together with um, the second, I think the second interaction between um, Alexander and, and Laksana when Laksana was trying up her, you know, wedding dress and stuff with white hair and, and everything and Alexander walks in and um, they basically started to talk about like, okay, might you marry this person? And then um, Laksana says, okay, because, you know, when you grow old, you don't really have too much option and you don't really want to stay alone. And I think and that's Alexander uh, just said that she misses her, he misses her mom he misses his mom God phrases um, so basically both of them was um, both of them were um, dealing with uh, some sort of um, um, really sad feeling of being alone because I'm pretty sure Alexander was you know he had not had a good he had not, didn't have a good time with his father and Laksana did not have anyone to to have um, around herself so it's really interesting to have the two soul basically uh connects in a sense and it's yeah it's, it's very it's really i think it's a very lucky sad. uh a lucky thing yeah <laughs> for alexander because i think like his relationship will change i i really like the dinner scene uh when you know he's having a conversation with his father and Worf doesn't give children credit um Worf, like many adults, don't don't give children enough credit about how much they can, what their capacity for understanding actually is, because he's telling Alexander he has to eat his dinner, but then he's also telling him that he has to keep his promises, and like so, this yeah, is like a real like, conflict. You can, you can do it after lunch, after dinner. Like this is your dinner time. Like he's very strict as a father, for sure. Yeah. But you can see he also has a lot of anger because he holds it back, which is very admirable for, uh, you know, I think that shows how much he loves his son. But when Alexander leaves the room, he like breaks the, <laughs> he breaks the, uh, the, uh, like the, the vegetable, you know, like he just like crushes it or whatever. And I was like, man, Worf, like chill out. <laughs> you need to go to the holodeck too. And I thought the ending was funny too, because uh, they're all sitting in the mud bath uh, together, which is also very nice. Cause it's, it's kind of like showing this relationship is going to lead to more for Worf with Deanna. And you can see like that, fa that little dynamic there with mother-in-law, mother, -in -law, mother 
and future boyfriend, you know, yeah. like, and Alexander. So there's like a little, a family of sorts, not official, but like a family ha- is taking place here around Alexander. And I think this is his first time having a family because up until now, he's only been with his father and he's dealing with his mother's death. So I really like, there's not like, I don't know if the show really did this intentionally, but it turns out that there's actually a really nice continuity and tie-in, I thought, here with Alexander's greater story, you know, like his his importance on the show. I also like the little touches. I think this brings... Um, <clears throat> Luxana calls him her little warrior and she tells you know, in that one scene and she tells him how like uh, um, uh, he she once uh, had a friend or was with uh, you know a man named Alexander who was a great warrior and you so you think of her adventures sort of like if they ever did I'm sure there's lots of books about uh, Luxana Troy I wish I'd time to read them all but uh, <laughs> but I imagine that there's these stories that you can you can tell uh, about her character which are pretty neat so yeah I like that a lot of world building in those moments so imagine like a whole episode I wonder if I wonder if they could fill up <laughs> there it was already so dense I thought in the moments that they had they put a lot of information in there which was cool no absolutely and you know I was thinking through the episode like um she touches on a lot of things. She touches on friendship. She touches on, on on childhood. This is this is a perfect episode for for parents basically to yeah to figure out like yes yeah, okay you have a kid but even though he or she is not behaving the way how we would like it but you know you have to and then you have Luxana side that it's like okay embrace it you you have to be fun you don't have to just you know as Luxana said life's full capacity is enjoy enjoyment. It's true. Which, it's true. Which and is I think absolutely also that valid. I, I think this is also a concept that um, was very important at this time. I remember there was kind of like an epidemic of uh, when I was little. There on the news, you could all, you always saw um, stories about single single parents and how difficult it was to raise your children uh, as as a single parent and. What I found is that um, that was th- what this episode teaches you in a sense is that like if you don't have a, a big enough family or a family around you, don't be afraid to reach out and rely on your friends. You know, like Worf has to learn that like you can't raise Alexander all by yourself. Like he needs Counselor Troy's help, Commander Riker's help. Like all any adult that's willing to help you in your life, you should embrace them. You know, and 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 try to make sure you align yourself with adults that. Uh, that have your same beliefs, you know, <laughs> like so, <laughs> and and help also introduce the kids to other beliefs, which is cool. So that's a, that's an important thing. I think it takes a village, as Hillary Clinton, I think, coined back then, which was one of the 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 kind of like uh, uh, messages that were going out. And I do think that that's true, and it it doesn't hurt because it builds community, and all these good things come from getting help <laughs> that's my PSA to single single parents, single parents out there, out there. <laughs> like, you don't have you to don't be have alone <laughs> not at all it's better to be ha- better to be alone and have friends who who's helping you because they love you than someone who's not you know someone who's with you but doesn't really care much <laughs> this is true Hmm. This is true. That's the ultimate message. And so Loxana actually like wins out at the end. She doesn't marry the minister. We didn't talk about the the minister, but did you think he was like 
do you think he was two-dimensional or did you like the character at all or did you understand the character i don't really have too much um like you know liking and disliking with this character he was kind of well not pointless obviously because he was his um he was her um love love uh, you know <laughs> love string um but um i don't know i, I he, he left quite a little impression in me he was not yeah really i like some ex, of you know i remember her i remember this character as um as you know laksana's love story at one point but there's nothing else I didn't even remember if she actually married him or not. <laughs> no, I was totally for, I totally had forgotten. So I was actually kind of I I knew the show was heading in that direction, but like the episode was heading in that direction, but I wondered for a moment like is she, I forget does she actually marry him when I was watching it and so it was it was cool to rewatch um I I again I don't think I appreciated this episode at all when I was a child because it was too it was too much uh, I think that's the other thing is that like it's interesting even though the the kind of the main theme is Alexander he's a little kid the show is the episode really is more useful for adults I think uh, in terms of teaching them how to how to raise raise families <laughs> raise to build families and all that good stuff uh, that's, uh, all that's all I've got, got in my notes. <laughs> really? No, there's, there's, there's a lot of things actually to. to I mean, I but mean I, lots of small things, have... obviously, but there's a Let's lot. Let's go like... through your notes. Okay, so I just yeah, I, I focused on all the all the touchy feely <laughs> stuff, I guess. Okay, so I, I I think my list of um, things basically is just really. I was watching the episode and I was scribbling down some um, bits and pieces that I I really found exciting and interesting or even like um a why <laughs> that happened um very first scene before the intro um you know tense moment in the bridge they chasing this asteroid that going to collide with this planet and kill everything in there so that act so captain picard basically did all the calculation all the math he gave the orders to everyone they executed the orders and and then well done everyone right what you just did everything <laughs> <laughs> like, what about the well done everyone like, but it was a, I mean, but Gary, it was, they a, very, to press, press it was a very simple mission it was not that still, hard <laughs> not to mention not to mention I was kind of baffled about the fact that um, that they destroyed this asteroid the core of the asteroid still was you know colliding with this planet and then oh let's just use the tractor beam and the um, deflector dish to actually destroy the rest why didn't they do this the, in the uh, first the, place <laughs> It's true. The opening the the opening scene was really exciting. I have to say, like it was even even though it was like the special effects, the way it was cut wasn't as good as like today. Like you know, even DS Nine later on does a like cooler dynamic shots, you know, or whatever, more cinematic shots, if you will. But uh, but I got excited in the in the beginning there. I guess to, I guess to me like the the thing that was like amusing about that was like the slime everywhere that was cool like you know like things but things breaking down just another parasite it's like i guess i i get like i get i feel like oh wow space is like so dangerous to 
to work in. <laughs> like, it is because if, if you it, think it's almost like a submarine in 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 the yeah. sea, it's like you you contend, yeah. yeah. you, you're in that small space, let's say, and then whatever happens outside you, you won't be able to do anything. I mean, where you go, you can't just go out in space or out in sea or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, now I was pretty, I was pretty attentive during the rewatch. But I am correct, right? I didn't notice any scene that tied this like disaster in with nope. the story, like with Luxander. <laughs> like, she was never, she the, never the, even like, comments, like it's right? She doesn't even say ships. like they didn't even notice like each other. Like, like I would yeah. have, I like, would have <laughs> missed, I missed a remark from Luxander to Captain Picard, like, hey, next time you should watch out your ship when I'm here, you know. <laughs> Right, yeah, like she didn't even say anything, right? There was no... There was no acknowledgement of the incident. Even Worf doesn't even... Worf goes from... He doesn't even mention to his son... Like, his son's... Like, like at dinner, he's not like, Dad, why is the ship shaking? And why are the lights turning off? And things like that. There was one thing I remember now. I forgot. The holodeck starts to uh, un- unravel when Alexander is... <laughs> but that's it. With her. That's, okay, okay, no, so there's like a connection I, no, okay, between the so two, yes. It's clear that uh, my attention departed <laughs> because I do because I, I do remember that scene now. So yes, okay, I But I, I, I do I do you. like your explanation when you said like okay, they just don't want to know Laksana they don't want Laksana in the bridge, like, hey, what's going on here, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I still yeah, I stand by my uh but Picard was like, Oh, don't don't let that woman come to the bridge. <laughs> But are you, this is the other thing. The, um, I don't care from, if other people die. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Sorry. <laughs> but you know, that, that's, that's the, the line must be drawn here. No further. Get off Marcellus my bridge. Painted turbo lift. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, and, and I have this, to this do is it every. Ep- it's like uh, it's like Picard Tourette's. I have to do it every episode. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but this is one of the most interesting um, um, scene as well because we know. The old fans, we lo- I mean, personally, I do love when um, she interacts with Captain Picard because we know how much Captain Picard loves Laksana. Um, loves Laksana. <laughs> <laughs> um, and in, in this case, it's like, oh, I don't understand why she's woman, why this woman comes to the Enterprise and how she feels like this. she has authority to use my ship because her daughter works here. <laughs> and then Riker was like, yeah, you know, Riker, Riker tells, her, tells him, like, hey, actually, um, she wants you to, you know, give away to this guy. And it's like, oh, I will be happy to do that. <laughs> right. So it's like, it's like yeah, even it's Captain true. Picard, like, you know what? There's a chance actually to get rid of her. <laughs> she will take it's it. Tr- <laughs> Which is a bit bad if you think about it, because he always like, you know, getting away from her, her every single time. Like, even, even in the Ferengi episode, um, Forgot the title, but when they got um, kidnapped by the Ferengi, Damon Tug, and then you right. know, they had to go back to Beta Z, Wolf 9. <laughs> like, Maximal Warp. <laughs> I don't it's want true. her for so long here. <laughs> it's it's, it's, so it's really cool, but it's adorable because obviously he doesn't do it because of, of he hates her. He loves her as much as Warp loves Beta's cat. <laughs> Okay, that was a that was a bad example, but you got my point. No, he. I think I at think this at point, point he's he's uh, he's fond of. He thinks he's he has feelings of friendship for Luxana for sure. I think they passed that that they crossed that bridge already. Um, sadly, there's only going to be one more appearance on TNG 
by Majel Barrett, and that's in season seven, uh, oh, yeah. The Dark Page. Um, and then, but she does appear three times on Deep Space Nine, which is cool. Uh, and I think she passed away uh, after shortly after one of those appearances. I'm not sure. I I, I know no, she no, passed no. away. Actually, She's she gone. Away, she has departed. Uh, <laughs> she she still did the 2009 Star Trek movie as a voice for the computer. Oh, that's right. And so she was I still think around. That was her, that was her last appearance. Um, she was still around uh, okay. in 2009. I think she she died shortly after uh, the 11th movie. I think it's, think cool, it's cool how um, Star Trek influences uh, you know humans, humanity. Period. Us, uh, because uh, there's several people working on a project uh, which will allow you to change your computer interface voice or your or your phone's <laughs> interface voice to the voice of uh, the the TNG version of the computer. Um, and so I think that's cool because her legacy in a, in a very real way will always live with humanity. I know that if I'm a Star Trek fan and I'm like a contractor in charge of a spa- the, the very first spaceship that humans build, I'm going to make sure the computer's voice is, the, is, is that of uh, Majel Barrett. So I think that I, I hope that uh, that continues to be a tradition among engineers and designers and and scientists and uh is to take these little bits of star trek and make them into reality which is a cool cool idea because <laughs> that's basically yeah. would be the perfect you know homage to to pay not just to major but for the whole genre for sure yeah absolutely you know the funny but thing is that Space is a dangerous place. Uh, we learned that so much on Star Trek. It's like... There's never a, a moment of rest for the crew of the Enterprise. <laughs> there's always going to be something. <laughs> you know, but the fantastic thing is, I don't know if you ever um, thought about that, um, Laksana in, interacts with the computer, in the ship's computer, a few times. Oh yeah, on the to the and holodeck. It's she's basically talking herself. to herself. <laughs> Have anyone noticed that before? I mean, I did like you know the two women at the the computer and Roxana has the same voice. No one actually noticed that in the series. And I mean, in terms of you know the characters, because obviously it's the actors knew, but it's, it's, Loxana, but you could tell when she does the computer voice, uh, the actress, uh, Majel Barrett, it's like a more serious, like, uh, you know, very, like, kind of, you know, professional tone. And Loxana sings, kind of. She's like a singer, you know, sing, singy voice. She's like, darling! <laughs> I hope the computer never... <laughs> I hope the computer never says, yes, darling! <laughs> I'll let you know. Your computer program is ready! Honey, your tea is ready. <laughs> what? Gosh, you know what that scene with the replicator? That Mr. LaForge, the computer sounds like Laksana Troy. <laughs> so get her out from my computer. <laughs> but you know, that scene in the replicator when she orders tea and then she was like pushing the button was like, no, this replicator doesn't work. What the hell is wrong with this machine? And then, you know, the yeah. tea comes out with some lots of sausages in there. And she's still ridiculous uh, in a sense that it's she true. takes them out and then she's still like, whatever. She'll she just drinks. drinks it. Yeah, I love that. That's the kind of ridiculousness I, I enjoy it as well. You know what? Um, I, I do have to give I'll, a little credit to Mr. Holm as well. 
I mean, he did not do too much in this episode, but he was there, obviously. But those little uh, moments that he had when Alexander came in um, to the uh, came to the door, and then he looked at up uh, Mr. Homer. Mr. Homer was like, <laughs> you know, yeah. doing doing no, the eyebrow raise. <laughs> the scene and right before that's well? really the scene right before that's really nice too, where he's like adjusting her her wedding gown, <laughs> yeah. um, which was cool. Um, I was going to say that the, I think for me the the winner of this episode is um, Data because even though Picard, like you said, was doing everything at the very end when the life support is about to go out uh, or you know go to minimum, he tells Data he's like, "We're going to pass out, and when we do, you're in charge. It's up to you to do it." And so thank goodness that Data doesn't have to breathe air, right? Like he's just. He, he just works <laughs> yeah and, and i think you know and that's the other thing um from the makeup department i i do i did notice that you know by everyone was sweating in the bridge and everywhere he kind of <laughs> he was uh, not a drop of tear no, nothing not a drop yeah of sweat, it was very well nothing. done very well done um, i'm not sure if they they kept him in a air-conditioned environment in that place or they just sprayed everyone else but very well executed. <laughs> I've I've seen I've been on the set of a few movies and I I can tell you right now that um, the spray bottle is how they do the sweat. All so so the environment probably didn't change. And I I know that like it's actually very hot on those old sets because they used um, really bright lights to to light the set. So so scenes were always uh, like I I yeah I would love to have been around to just understand those things like how is the environment kept how do you keep your actors from sweating that's a really good and and did you did you notice when um they reached the asteroid field you know data engaged tractor beam and the parasites left the ship and then the ship um the light behind data in the bridge just like gradually came back to the normal level so it wasn't like everything is back to normal now it's like gradually like like a sunrise or something it was beautiful as a, as a yeah, it was pretty cool. Cinematography way talking. <laughs> well, not well, just not that. It's not, it's nice to see like elements of how the fun how the ship functions. Period. Like there's all kinds of cues that let you know as a human or as an alien aboard the ship, like what the status of the ship is. You know what I mean? Like, which is great. Like the ship actually dims lights because it's you know it's diverting power from any system straight to the uh, life support system. So it's kind of cool that it like only keeps the minimum uh, amount necessary going. And, and data. data. And you have data. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you and did you space is dangerous, little... but if you have data, if you have data in your life... <laughs> if you have data in your life, you don't need anything else. <laughs> For sure. I wonder, I wonder if uh, Star Trek, you know, which predicts so many things about the future, will be right about androids. Do you think that like... Uh, data, you know, like this is you know 300 years more uh, plus into the future, and data is the only sentient, you know, uh, artificial intel- example of artificial intelligence uh, in, in as a life form. Um, but do you think that like our robotics experts at MIT uh, will crack that puzzle? Uh, in our lifetimes, <laughs> well, we, we do have devices. It operated by Android, so it is an Android, but it's not as we know it. <laughs> no, I, I do, I do hope, in a sense, that we we're going to have not like as many, because you know we 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 did talk about this in, I mean, maybe not we, but 
Stars of TNG talked about this in in the episode Measure of a Man that if you have like too many then that end up having an army of slaves that they can do whatever you don't want to do um, but I hope we're gonna get to the point when we're gonna have some some unique uh, life forms that like data and you know they can contribute to humanity as well and they can, they can live on for, for such a long time and they can carry on um, on doing contributing to to get more knowledge to the humanity itself like like basically we could have a data as well if we would have one data that would be unique but as we got to know from measure of a man we don't want to create a slave race for sure <laughs> absolutely not um but unfortunately, yeah, these days everything is just like quantity, quantity, quantity. You don't doesn't necessarily go into quality, just quantity. So it's not I think the we're going to get there. The um, <laughs> I think that the matter replicator is going to be something that we'll see because uh, we already have 3D printers, and I, I have a feeling by the time you and I are in our old age, like that'll be really fast. Like you'll go to the store and. At request a 3D printed uh, pair of socks, and it'll happen in two minutes. Right now, it takes like you know one week to make it, <laughs> but it'll happen much faster and faster. No, you know, it will be, it will so be really think, interesting to live in live in those times in, in the future. I mean, I hope there's not going to be any big catastrophe or something that you know not going to be um, allow us to to live um, a normal life. But I, I would love to like going into the shop with any of you guys and just like you know we are in the 80s and with the stick and everything and <laughs> just like telling the you know talking about these things like oh we did our podcast in the back in the day and you know YouTube and algorithms and stuff and they will like look at us like what the hell are you talking about you know you're old. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, we're gonna get definitely a lot of that, I think. But by then, hopefully, we'll have transferred our minds into robotic bodies that will allow us to uh, be as nimble and and uh, active as like a twenty-year-old. <laughs> wow! So you want to be an android? <laughs> Who doesn't want to be an android? It's a dream come true. Ah <laughs> uh, no! I don't even know if I want to be an android. No, I would. I I don't even know what. What would you be? What would be? What would you like to be from Star Trek if you would have a chance? Like any creature, I, any alien, anything. I think. I think definitely. Um, you know there. You know, since we're since we're going along with the themes of this episode and going into our imaginations and finding a little joy, like I, but that's, you know, that's always, I want, it's always the case. In Star, Star Trek, I don't think it's bad to be. I don't think it's bad to be a human in uh, in Star Trek uh, kind of times because if you live on Earth, uh, it's basically like a utopian you know situation like uh there you know there's no more money no more homelessness no more you know all these things so you can actually like uh just pursue your your um, passions if you will you know if you want to be a writer you can just write the work you do can be just about anything and and it doesn't matter because um the basic needs of everyone is are taken care of uh, and that's, and that's technology, technology that does that. Like people don't realize where that's coming from, <laughs> but you know, they don't. <laughs> you don't need to be a laborer in the future, but you can be an artisan for sure. Um, then I, th- so I think I'd be a human, and and obviously I would join Starfleet, and obviously I would serve aboard a ship, and I would love to captain a ship. But even if I'm a lieutenant in stellar cartography, I would be just 
chuffed <laughs> whatever i'm doing in on on a starship uh will be fun for me so uh ultimately that would be my my uh situation but i would want to be an android if i could totally control the situation <laughs> did you notice um you know um this episode, what about you what would oh wait you have to answer the question too <laughs> i you know, I, I, I did think about that, but I have no idea. There's too many options. But I would probably end up being a human as well. I mean, I like loads of races and, um, you know, like, I I enjoy, I would enjoy being around Ferengis, um, even though they are strange <laughs> and greedy little people, but they're fun. Um, I, I often, and I, actually there was a long time and I wanted to be a uh, trail. I joined Trail. Oh, neat. That's another, yeah. I mean, well, that's like an amazing uh, existence to fathom or to, to contemplate because yeah. you're actually sharing uh, a body with with two uh, distinct uh, minds. Yes, you're, all, you're almost like um, you're almost like a Doctor Who Time Lord figurine, if you think about it. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's true. Hey, there was something I was going to ask you about on the episode... Oh, oh, DST, DST. you're fresh. You got to promote what you're doing if you want to, unless you don't want to give the audience the heads up right now. On, for on the, DST? Yeah, yeah like, like we're, we're, no, not DST. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, DST, fine. I mean, that I was Rob that, that was a DST. I forgot that you didn't go. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I just I, imagine you're I, there. Although I did have a conversation <laughs> with him, and it will be out in my channel soon. That's right. Probably today or tomorrow at some point. I mean, Ooh. in this time of this recording, <laughs> today or tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, zero audience, if you listen to this podcast like a week after when I released it, then I do apologize. It's been out. It's going to be out. It's, it's already out. <laughs> I think it doesn't it's matter if you tune in in a year <laughs> when you say, hey, there's a... There's a discussion on my channel. People are going to pause and then go straight to your channel. <laughs> Find out how horrible I was as a host and then they kind of come back here. It's like, yeah, Isn't that he's how better you watch as a YouTube? guest. It's like, oh, that, that guy made a reference to that. Um, which, by the way, I think I can put a link. I'm going to pretend it's here. I have to learn how to do this. But I've seen YouTubers do this and I think I could put a link. So in the future, it might not be here when you're watching this video, but in the future there will be a link over here to your channel. <laughs> right, YouTube, put a link over here. Google, put a link right over here. That's going to happen one day, watch. Yeah, it's like computer, freeze program. <laughs> Go to this link. <laughs> But yeah, so you're going to have, you and Rob uh, got into a discussion about Star Trek and, uh, but I wanted you to show off some of your, your photos and stuff like that. And oh, I yeah. think so, that's what we were talking about. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, we went down the memory lane and with him on just how was his, what was his experience on Star Trek destination convention that I happened to go uh, two years ago. I uh, wasn't able to make it this time, but definitely, definitely going to be there next week, next year, um, hopefully. And uh, so he was showing me his uh, pictures as well um, that he did with Kate McGrew and Andrew Robinson. And I was like, oh, oh my God, cool. <laughs> that's so amazing. And I ended up showing some of my bits um, that I had. I mean, I had a ton of pictures, um, like like the really first one with um, Max Grodenschick and um, Aaron Eisenberg. 
Brahman Nagh. And I'm so tall. Yeah. It's like, I remember when they took this picture, um, the uh, cameraman actually had to step back <laughs> once. Oh, my. <laughs> yeah. No, because uh, generally speaking, the pictures are, are really, um, like, they do it That's really a closely. wonderful photo, by the way. Did, did is Rob? I know I, I'm not supposed. To, I'm gonna just watch the discussion, obviously. But does yeah, Rob talk about the DS9 doc? Do you guys yeah. talk about the DS9 we documentary? We touched on the subject. Um, obviously, oh, he, cool, cool. he um, so if you listen to the discussion, he he says that um, Ira Stevenberg uh, was there in the premiere as well, and uh, he swore everyone right. to to not to give it away because. You know, oh, he, okay, he, basically, nice. he basically swore silence to be about the like, DS9 movie, so he didn't give away anything. Well, when I, the only thing I, I know, the only thing he was allowed to say <laughs> that it was it was phenomenal. Oh, cool! I'm so excited about that. Okay, I'm so excited too. <laughs> so this is what um, other, So you recognize this person? Oh, yeah. Is that Gandru- Andrew, Andrew, Andrew Robinson, aka Garrick, can be? I asked Andrew Robinson, yes. Did ask him to do a Garak impression. Well, he's t- s- did he huh? do it? He's doing it there. I see it. Yeah. <laughs> and you're wearing... Is that a Mork and Mindy outfit? Yeah, that's a Mork and Mindy outfit. <laughs> that's amazing. I always forgot it. I totally forgot. I knew you have worn that, but I totally forgot about it. So that's yeah, awesome. I didn't. And you know what? He didn't really recognize me, but when I met him, and probably a lot of people won't recognize this person... Um, he was like, oh, that's, that's Dean Kane. Yeah, that's Dean Kane. <laughs> Superman um, from Lois and Clark. He changed a lot. Yes. <laughs> no, he still um, looks the same. He, yeah, he kind <laughs> of looks me. the same. And I have an adorable picture with, um, with um, Ezra Dax, Nicole DeBoer. Very nice. What's that on your shoulder? <laughs> oh, that's um because I dressed up as Shaggy, so that's a Scooby Doo figure. Oh, Scooby Doo! I see it now. <laughs> Which actually, um, a lot of actor, um, a lot of actor. Oh, um, yeah, started to have fun, in a sense. I mean, when I met um, our favorite duck, <laughs> one of our favorite doctor, he, <laughs> he got he Lloyd. got scared at the beginning. It was like it was like, oh, what's this? You know. <laughs> So I had to tell him like, yeah, I, I, I Shaggy and you know Scooby Doo and stuff. So he he was he was okay with that. Um, I love that your photos are of you dressed up as Mork or Shaggy. It's awesome. And, so, and sometimes I'm just a goofy Star Trek fan with Robert Picardo. That's but very cool. It was fun when I met him. When I I, I was I'm standing waiting up in line for his photo shoot, and um, I remember before me there was a young kid. Just like probably size of Alexander uh, from this episode, and he had to bend down, and he, I walked up to him. Slow, like, oh, finally someone who I can, you know, don't have to bend down with. <laughs> oh, that's nice. No, he he was he was adorable. Um, there you go. So I I been Shaggy and Mork, um, and I played a Starfleet officer as well, captured in a Klingon ship, screaming for escape. There you are. <laughs> 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 and not just screaming for escape actually i i happened to um purchase a ticket back then with uh chancellor goron there he robert, is robert o'reilly who actually dressed up then he was shouting with every single person uh like not shouting but like ah you know doing the klingon shouting um uh, that's cool so that, that that was awesome um i mean i have uh, some tos characters here obviously um 
the extreme leather one is only cause. Oh, that's. Hey, that's a frame. You gotta frame that picture. It's a pretty cool photo. Not just to frame. Um, you nice. know what? This is the first picture actually I've got in a Star Trek convention, and this is the first real oh, ever wow. picture I've got with with the Star Trek actor. And um, when I saw her for audiences, there, huh? for audiences listening, uh, Gary is showing a picture of him with Nichelle Nichols. It's very beautiful. It's very cool. Yeah, she and looks you know what? I, I got so emotional, <laughs> so I, I I almost ended up crying when I left. Um, when I stood up next from her I, I did tell her like I was waiting for this moment for 17 years I was like <laughs> and she was like oh bless you <laughs> <laughs> no she, she, she was extremely adorable awesome. and, and if you're talking about legends um... oh I, I keep, keep missing William Shatner <laughs> that's, he's, that's he's an there. amazing photo too but you know what he was sitting I mean that was like an hour um, stand up um, standy um photo shoot for him and for more, more, most of the captains they always get to stand up for like an hour or something and oh, ooh, geez. I think you're gonna love this oh my oh yeah <laughs> I love the William Shatner more I'm on there's a fight between George Takei and William Shatner yeah. <laughs> I'm on I'm on Camp Shatner no I'm just kidding I think they're friends now we're all I have friends. one with um, Deanna Troy <laughs> yes she told she told me she, when, when I was queuing up she was like oh come on handsome <laughs> so actually she called me handsome <laughs> and she, we we did, did this picture and she was actually um, holding me like oh my god <laughs> oh wow I I just saw my reflection in the photo <laughs> oh <laughs> that's cool <laughs> so yeah talking talking about Shaggy and you know I told uh, yeah that some people um, was interacting oh, with look the at dog that. Garrett so Wong uh, yeah Garrett Wong Harry Kim. So he actually find it adorable, so he did a funny face as well. <laughs> That's cute. And uh, keeping with Voyager, where is he? Ah, yes, Mr. Tom Paris. <laughs> That's the scared Dr. Rath from Sick Bay look. That's or at really least funny. try, at least try them. Um, this is Casey Biggs, aka Mr. Um, oh, look at that. Mr. What's his name? I forgot. You know, he was one of okay. the Cardassian. Yeah. Gul Damar. Damar, yes. Isn't it? Thank you. Yes, it's Gul Damar. Veyun or Shren, depends which, or, or Brunt. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing a William Shatner and, impression. <laughs> oh, this very point. funny. So are you. It's a, not bad. Those are good uh, good gestures. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so there's there's I think three more that I would like to show. Uh, okay, so this is this is this is awesome. So um, I'm gonna leave the best for the last. Um, so we all know John Delancey. Q. So I was queuing up, <laughs> I was queuing up for Q, and um, so he does this ticking with every single oh, picture. He does his yeah, his, his tick. signature move, right? His yeah. signature move, and he does his, his every <laughs> every single person, and obviously because he's just like, yeah, whatever. And I went up for him, and he was like, um, we took the picture. He told me to stay, and he went up to the photo uh, photographer, and he was like, oh, can I can I have a look on that one? And I walked up there as well, and he was like, oh, do you think it will be okay? So doing this, this is the picture <laughs> how it came out. Oh, that's very nice. And uh, I was kept looking. I kept looking at the picture, like, uh, you know what? You're cruel, so we have to do another <laughs> one. So, 
<laughs> so we actually ended. Although end up, it looks like he's giving you the he looks like he's giving, giving me the, yeah, the it looks like he's giving me the finger. But then or then we, like we did another one. The, we did another better. one. And then you know what the funny thing is? I was I was in the line and I was actually um, waiting for the photos and both of them came out after each other and the guy was like oh which one do you want and I was like can I have both and I was like no 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 you That's have hilarious. to like, oh, please and then he just put them together and there you go <laughs> like like take it and go That's pretty so awesome So I got two pictures for the price of one but I almost you said like don't tell that, anyone but You could frame that one one on top of the other it's going to be awesome in your in your uh, in my future in your place yeah would be nice and then the that last one really cool most, most adorable. it tells a great story <laughs> oh yeah no, absolutely and the most adorable picture is um so okay there's a little backstory for that um terry farrell jadzia dax i always loved her character in deep space nine and um when i um when i was really young i had um i had a letter wrote to her um i wrote a letter to her and um i had it translated uh, back then by my english teacher and which is which is hilarious so she was like are you sure I'm like yes i am i'm serious about this so i had like an a4 uh, size um a picture of jedzia ducks a photograph that i got from a star trek magazine and i was like i was a bit shy to give it away but i thought so i wrote the letter i got the picture and i sent a letter to to paramount pictures to you know to have it to her and then have it read and signed and everything. Obviously, I never heard from Paramount Pictures after that incident. And um, I always wanted to meet Terry Farrell just to, just because that, that was my thing to, to have a picture with her and just have an autograph or something. And um, in Destination Star Trek, I happened to meet her and I thought, okay, I'm not going to do just a simple plain shot like, hey, or something, let's do something special. So I walked up to her and I was like, can we do a Charlie's Angel pose? <laughs> Oh, that's that's really funny. And uh, we ended up doing a Charlie's Angels pose. <laughs> oh, she's great. And she's You're amazing. Okay. She's, she's she's doing <laughs> so amazing. <laughs> you look all right, but Terry Farrell looks amazing. <laughs> all right. I, well, I, okay. I, second, I second you on that. <laughs> and then funny, the I funny thing to... is... Huh? No, finish this story, but then we have to. We haven't even given our ratings yet. No, yeah, because we've went on for something else. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, for the for the funny thing is, I got the picture, and that was my interaction with her for two uh, two years ago. And then this uh-huh. year in February, I was in a sci-fi uh, ball convention in Southampton in England, and um, that was fancy. that was, and she uh, she was there, so I. I took took this photo with me and I thought, okay, I'm not going to get any single signature or any any autographs because I did some um, interviews with actors, so that was my highlight of the whole weekend. And um, I, um, that's, I, you can see those interviews, by the way, in my channel, just to give myself a little commercial. <laughs> good, good, good. We like that. So I, I, I actually queued up uh, for having a signature from Terry Farrell and that was the only time when I got to talk to her. Um, she was extremely adorable and I showed her the picture, um, this one, and she she was like, oh my God, we look fabulous in this one. So she we had a little chat and she even wrote um, like to Gary and with a little heart and everything. Uh... So, so this this picture is definitely one of my, one of the highlights of my whole Star Trek pictures after the oh well and after comes the John Delancey one so <laughs> she's yeah. to, she's totally awesome and now she that she's awesome. uh 
She's also now a Roddenberry, which is awesome. <laughs> I mean, a, a Nimoy. Oh my gosh. A Nimoy, yes. Wrong house. She's like ter- Terry <laughs> wrong, Nimoy. Wrong is she, is house. Terry Nimoy, <laughs> forgive, forgive me. <laughs> I wonder if she called Terry Nimoy now, or just she's kept Terry Farrell. Yeah, or Terry Farrell Nimoy. That's a good. I bet. Uh, who knows? Maybe we should, we should we should ask her in Twitter. Like, are you called uh, yeah. Terry Nimoy now? <laughs> Yes, I'll let you ask her, but please copy me on that. <laughs> no, I will, I will. But thanks for showing those. I always get really delighted to see and hear stories like that, and we don't do enough of that kind of thing on Starfleet Boys, so it's actually a delight. Uh, I, and I, so that's why everyone should go over to Gary's channel and listen to the discussion with Rob, <laughs> uh, which is not up right now. But and might be up, so just go check. Yes, just go check. Just a matter of check. time. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so uh, I think we have to wrap it up because my poor father's waiting for his breakfast oh. <laughs> or lunch, <laughs> lunch rather. But I must. Um, I must give uh, my rating first, as has become the tradition, because no one trusts if Starfleet Boy is sneaky or not. I must be a Romulan uh, (laughs) in some ways. It's always a game of chess. But I give this episode a 7. I really enjoyed it. I think it's a solid episode. I did think that there were, like, some issues that apparently, you know, just didn't... I didn't see, like, the two stories. I thought they could have been intertwined woven a little more but they did attempt it so that was cool and i just love uh majel barrett roddenberry and uh it's always a delight to watch her uh but i don't love her as much as you (laughs) no i'm just kidding i do (laughs) but i already i'm predicting your rating so let's hear it Well, I'm, I'm curious actually if, if my uh, your prediction will be the same as I'm going to give. But um, okay, so I have a principle with Major Barrett. Every time when she's in an episode, it starts from 9.5 for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that it can be worse uh, than 9.5. So I'm gonna give this episode a 9.5. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> the it's not, it's not 10. It's not 10 because that half a point. I'm, I'm still bugged by the the planet. At the very beginning, like <laughs> they just blow up the asteroid and they move on. Not, not like not I not know. a single message to the planet. Like, hey, we saved you, or you know, the terror. You don't have to be afraid anymore. <laughs> like, the danger is gone, or whatever. It's like, no, they just move on. <laughs> like, okay, let's get out of here. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? So, I can safely say our group rating is an eight. So it's a good episode. I I, don't I even actually know. How, do. How do, we, how do we do the math now? <laughs> It doesn't matter. It's a <laughs> it's a rough estimate. Nah, um, but, but to, I will say that pro, so pro, you know. <laughs> fine, go What's ahead to the math. Seven? But I will say, in closing, I recommend this episode, yes, especially to families, and uh, it's a good episode to watch if you want a little reminder of uh, how it can be easier to raise a child. <laughs> <laughs> if you bring in your village, <laughs> the moral of the story. All right, the fewer, uh, Gary, the higher. The, <laughs> the, the fewer, not the, the higher, higher, the fewer. Oh, the higher, the fewer. <laughs> it's absolutely true. Anyways, Gary, this is a delight to have you on, and uh, I hope you had fun talking about uh, this episode of Star Trek because I certainly did, and I hope to see you again soon. Live long and prosper. 
see you next time. Audience, I look forward to hearing from you. All right. See you later. Bye. <laughs> <See ya. laughs>